Hey there, my name is Shane Craddock, and this is the Inner Edge podcast, where I share a different take on how to lead and live a sustainable high-performance life. Over the course of different episodes, I'm going to challenge the belief that tension, stress, and struggle are essential to success and creativity. My experience is that there's an easier way, there's a better way, and indeed there's an essential way that we need to explore for the times that we live in. So let's go ahead, let's jump in and explore. Hello there, uh, Shane Craddock here with the Inner Edge podcast. You're very welcome. I am recording this a few days after um, a new type of uh, a little retreat, I guess. It's called the Clarity Retreat. Retreat's a funny word because um, I think it's getting better, but certainly over the last few years, you know, I'm thinking back 10 years ago when I started my first retreat, and I used to mention it, you used to get a few funny looks, especially with Irish people, because they just assume you're going off on a religious experience or something. and they're joining a cult. <laughs> That's not what it's about. But anyway, we, we went up close to where I live in the beautiful Glendalough, which is a phenomenally beautiful valley, um, originally crafted, I guess, thousands of years ago by the Ice Age. Glendalough is the Irish, um, sorry, it's the English translation of the Irish phrase, Glendalough, which is the Glen of Two Lakes. There's two beautiful lakes right in the middle of this um, valley. Um, there's a lower lake and upper lake, and there's beautiful hiking in, are all around it, um, stunning nature. It's in the middle of one of Ireland's biggest national parks, Wicklow National Park. So we were there. There's only one hotel right in the middle of the valley, Glendalough Hotel, and we had a lovely stay there with a group of about, I think it was eight people, and myself, and we started off with a hike. We had different things that we did, um, and on the Monday, uh, we... I suppose I have different questions to throw at them. But I think one of the things that I want to talk about here that came from that was um, just a recognition for myself that uh, there, there are hidden depths to your own clarity. And it's kind of almost like a bottom, bottomless pit. And clarity, as I realized over my own journey, is I used to think clarity was about getting more information or finding out something that would allow me to uncover a path or how to make a decision or just to know which is the right direction. And what I've realized over the years is that clarity is less about getting something and it's more about letting go of something. And that something is your thinking. Now, if you've been following me, with, following me here with uh, The Inner Edge, you'll know obviously a bit more what I probably mean by that, I hope. Um, but I want to share some, so, some, some stories, maybe analogies here to kind of help us explore this a little bit. I mean, one of the things from the Glendalough Retreat, the Clarity Retreat, was, you know, I'd said to people, look, go off grid. Give yourself the gift of just being disconnected from work in your life because between the phone and iPads and laptops, it's just too easy to be connected. And very often if you go to um, a day event or a two-day event like this, um, people will still check their emails in the room or they check it at breaks. Just make sure that the world hasn't ended. And I said, look, just give yourself the gift. Trust me. But what was interesting, they all did. And what was interesting was with each hour that passed, especially when we started off with a nice walk through nature in the middle of Wicklow National Park. Um, we started off with the monastery there. It's a very old 6th century monastery. And we hiked up this what's called the Spink. It's a steep climb. Everybody was feeling it. And then we walked across country over to a beautiful village called Glenmalure. Ended up in a in a pub restaurant there, the Glenmalure Lodge, I think it's called, or Glenmalure Inn. Anyway, by the time we got there, people weren't 
really thinking as much about maybe what they had brought in with themselves. And it is definitely more about letting go of baggage. And so if you're always thinking about your own evolution, you have to realize as you're going along in life, probably without realizing it, you're picking up baggage, mental baggage from perhaps the punches and the kicks that come in business and in life. Um, I remember years ago I did, um, I don't know, maybe 12, 13 years ago, I did some mindfulness training. But I always remember, I think there's about 16, 15, 16 people in the room or doing the course. But whenever we'd have to do an exercise, there was kind of a palpable, subtle <laughs> tension that would come into the room. So, okay, we have to do the exercise now. And I think there's the kind of a fundamental flaw in a lot of that training, which is that at the back of somebody's mind is I need to do something to clear my mind. I need to do something. I don't have clarity. I don't, I'm not mindful. I'm not present. So I need to do something. And it's a very subtle thing, but I think it causes a problem because really what you're saying underneath it all is I'm not clear. But what if actually the flip is true? What if the opposite is true, that you have that clarity? Um, and just like the lake, for example, the upper lake in Glendlock is a stunning, stunning location. I might put a link here for those who are listening to this outside of Ireland. If you don't know Wicklow or Glendalock, it's beautiful, stunning, stunning place. And not just that, there's a special energy to the place. Um, whatever, it's, it's one of my main places that I go just to recharge. Um, and it was interesting to watch everybody else do the same. Anyway, when I say letting go, I, I think about a neuroscientist called Rick Hansen. I think he came up with the phrase, let go, let in, let be. You're letting go of thinking. You're letting in the right type of um, thinking. And then you're letting be on certain things. And letting be perhaps is um, just not getting into things. Everybody was coming into that retreat with problems, challenges, or what's my thing, or where am I going to go next, or what's the decision I might need to make, or how do I do this, or how do I do that? And really what I was saying was just let it all go. And bizarrely, when you let it all go, I'm now working on the assumption that the clarity you want is already inside you. Um, I remember... On the second day, I was outside. There's a beautiful vista right outside the hotel. And as I was walking outside the hotel, to the right, there's the monastery where, where there's a very old cathedral and church, beautiful tower, like a Rapunzel tower. And then it's surrounded by this very old graveyard. Um, but then to the left of all that, there's this hill right in front of the hotel. And it's got a, it's just, it's completely covered in all these different types of trees. And I went out for, we were going out for a break, and I went out on a little grassy verge, and I sat, and I just looked up at the trees. Um, and I'm not going to get into tree huggery here now, because that's not really, that's not me. Um, but it's funny, I'm sure you're the same as me. Sometimes when you look at it, nature or seeing in nature, there's just this amazing awe that can kind of come through you in recognition of the amazing, I don't know, whatever it is, life within nature. But there was a beautiful stillness looking at, the collective power of those trees. And it's a feeling you can't put into words, but I was very aware that the more I looked at them and just took it in, I could feel the same, the same stillness emerging in me from a depth. Now, I, I'll often, as I was saying to the guys at the retreat, look, to me, there's three types of clarity. The first type is task, clarity of what I'm to do, how to do it. The second type of clarity is directional clarity. Which way am I to go or where am I going? You could even say, well, what's my vision? What's my purpose if it's a business language? Um, and that's where most people really focus on direction and, and tasks. Most people actually are very, very busy in tasks, so, so busy they often don't have a direction. If you're lucky or a little bit better, you'll have directional clarity. But very often that direction 
may not be for you the right authentic direction. So that's why you can often, I'll often meet people who are very successful, even materially very wealthy, but feel a complete sense of disconnection from life, from their life, because they're missing out really on the third level of clarity, which is deep inner clarity. And that's the same sort of inner clarity or stillness that I'm talking about that nature has. That's why, I don't know if you've ever spent time in nature going on a hike yourself or maybe a swim or just a gentle walk or just sitting looking at something beautiful. You can't really describe in words sometimes the impact that that stillness that, that comes out in you, where it came from or how it is. I <clears throat> Sticking with Glenda Locke, as a funny story to take the mick out of myself, to make fun of myself, um, a few years ago, you know, I've, I've been into hiking maybe for 15 years. It's one of my favorite pastimes, particularly because all this landscape is so close to me. It's, it's, it's a treat to have it. But I remember... Um, starting to take groups out on hikes and things like this, as, as I did recently. Um, and a friend of mine who'd also been to hiking said, you know, as you're taking out more and more groups, you probably need to do some sort of a hiking course. And I started laughing. I said, what would I need to do that for? He said, well, you know, just, you know, if something went wrong, like you need to know like first aid um, or what to do, make sure you've got the right equipment. Um, and also he said, just in case like, you know, fog came in or something like that, that you, you, you'd know how to navigate and orienteer through effectively not being able to see. And like you'd have a lack of clarity. I remember thinking, this is a joke. And I just said, look, sure. What, what are they going to teach me how to walk in a straight line or how to walk, follow my nose? Effectively, I was taking the mic and making the fun out of it myself. Anyway, I didn't think any more about it. And maybe a couple of months later, I was up doing a hike in Glendalock early spring. And the weather can change quite quickly when you're up at a higher level. Um, but the forecast for that particular day that went up by myself, and I said, I'm going to go off piste. So instead of going by Proven Trail, I said, no, I'm going to go over to the right of Glendalock and explore. So I did. <clears throat> it was a beautiful day, actually. And a bit like today, I'm looking at blue skies. And I was up there about an hour. All of a sudden, the weather changed very quickly. And out of nowhere, this um, front of fog came in. I could see it coming in. It just came in really, really fast. Um, and within about half an hour, it was completely around me. And I couldn't see probably more than four, four to six feet. And I was like, oh, oh this isn't good. <laughs> So I didn't, I had task clarity, but I didn't have directional clarity because I couldn't see where to go. And I certainly didn't have inner clarity. Sorry, I did have inner clarity insofar as that I didn't stress out. I kind of went, what am I going to do? So I just sat down because I'd heard so many stories of people who kept walking during fog and they fell over a cliff. And I went, I'm not going to do that now. So let's just sit down. Um, and I was there for about half an hour and I was starting to get cold because I didn't have the right gear. Um, and so I wasn't moving. So I was getting cold. Now, very, very luckily for me, the next thing I heard voices and I could see walking down to the hill, bright colored jacket. And there was two people, it was a couple. And it turned out it was a man and a woman and a husband and a wife. And um, they came to me and said, hi, well, what's, what's going on? And uh, I said, look, I'm, I'm disoriented. I, and they said, there was a man said to me, he said, uh, where's your map? And I said, I don't have one. He says, where's your compass? I said, I don't have one. And then he asked me a few other questions. It was clear, obviously, that I didn't have a clue what I was doing. <laughs> and anyway, he proceeded to absolutely lose the head, which in Irish slang means he lost his temper big time with me. I mean, he started shouting at me, so much so that his wife was a bit shocked. And she said, look, I remember his name is John. He said, John, please calm down, step away. But he got really, really annoyed. So much so I thought, this guy's going to throw a punch. It was obvious that I had triggered some sort of memory or something that had happened. But he was saying, you're the kind of person now that gets the rescue team to come out, risk themselves, come out and try and rescue you. And I remember thinking, listen, 
and I was very calm and I can be very calm in those kind of situations. <laughs> but I said, look, I, I said, you're right. But I said, if it's okay with you, can we have this discussion when we're down the hill? Because if you're going down, I'd like to follow you. And the wife, who was very calm, said, yeah, yeah, that's fine, no problem. So I walked a little bit behind them because I seemed to, my presence seemed to agitate the guy. And we got down to the bottom of the hill. He calmed down a bit. Uh, there was no apology, not that it necessarily needed to be, but I said, look, thanks for that. But the lesson was learned for me was that I didn't have the skills to navigate through uncertainty. And it was been a big lesson. So I signed up for um, that hiking course. And you know what? It was absolutely fantastic. Thoroughly enjoyed it, but I, it really opened my mind and it just proved the point of you don't know what you don't know. And I realized how skillful it is and how dangerous it was for me to take groups up uh, without knowing some of the basic skills. And I think in life and in business, it's the same thing. At some point, the fog is going to come in. At some point, it will in your life. Um, just because everything is flying now, look, it doesn't mean, this is not to be negative, the reality is that fog is there, it will come in. Um, and so how do you navigate that? Well, there's skills involved and there's inner skills. Um, and I'm not be making plugs, but that's in terms of the programs that I do, there's different things on my website, everything you can check out if you're interested. But that's really what I prioritize now for everybody. But most of all, I find it interesting that you know, the clarity that perhaps underneath it all, we're all seeking. And people will go off and do different courses. They'll do, I don't know, deep breathing. They'll do meditation. They'll do mindfulness. They'll do whatever else. Ultimately, that is all because inside they feel something's not right. And they're trying to do something to learn something. But what I'm saying today is what I said at the very start is that, go back to the mindfulness trainer. I said, everyone started to get tense when we did the exercises. Because underneath it all, the mindset was, I'm not right. I need, I, need to, I need to learn something. I need to take information in. I need to learn something. But what if that assumption is wrong? Because I think it is. There's a natural depth of clarity, the stillness that is in nature. That you, that's all around us. If we take time to look for it, connect with it, it's there. And I think it's, it's probably important now to consider, well, you know, for you, could you experiment with this even over the next week? Where could you improve in terms of just taking time out to let go, calm your mind? And could you look at yourself internally and say, well, hang on, what is my assumption here? What is my belief about my own clarity? Do you believe that's something you need to get? Or do you believe it's already there? And maybe it's more about relaxing your mind. This is such a subtle thing, but I'm kind of throwing it out and see perhaps what do you hear? And if I think about the lake, the upper lake in Glendalough, you know, that lake sometimes is very, very calm. And when it is, it's stunning. Sometimes it's, it's actually wild with the wind and the waves. But how could you bring that sort of calmness, the lake calmness, into your day more? You know, if you go, to, if you go down underneath the water surface, no matter really how busy it is up at the top, there is calmness underneath the water. And the deeper you go, the calmer it gets. That is what I see with people, with me. The deeper I go, there's a natural depth to that clarity. So... Um, you might be doing meditation, maybe you're not. I, I don't think that's a silver bullet. What I'm more interested in myself and what I see better is, is making time during my day, several times during the day, to, to tap into that natural stillness. And I think the question is not so much what to learn, but or to, what information to take in or what technique to learn. The world is obsessed with technique. I don't think that's where it's at anymore. I'm not sure it ever was. It wasn't. So the question, I think, is what's blocking your natural deep inner clarity? 
Certainly, one of the things that was very uh, clear coming out of the Clarity Retreat a few days ago was um, people are addicted to busy thinking. And that can generally manifest, you'll see it through using your phone nonstop, looking at things like videos or reading articles, email messages or checking on Teams messages or WhatsApp. Um, then even time, you know, uh, listening to podcasts nonstop. I mean, obviously, I'm not saying don't listen to my podcast, but if it ain't serving you, don't listen to it. But maybe we kind of need to balance up between over-consuming podcasts or things like Netflix or Apple TV. Because you see, underneath it all, for me, what you're really looking at there is an addiction to thinking. And busy thinking certainly is blocking your natural, deep inner clarity. But yet, we might go off and do all these courses, but yet not realize that our own behavior really has been driven by an addiction to thinking because we're seeking out something because underneath it all, we feel that we're missing something. But what if that's a flawed assumption? Anyway, <laughs> there's more to go here, a lot more to go. Um, but I'll leave that for another day. And I think if on a practical level, you could say, well, what could I do with this? You might, get, you might have got some ideas already from what I'm putting out there to you. But maybe over the next 24 hours, experiment with taking a break from being so mentally busy. You know, you can take a break, but get onto your phone or get wrapped up in your thinking. And sometimes there's nothing easier than just going for a slow walk in nature to help bring in that clarity. But even there, you have to watch be mentally busy. So I suppose on a very simple bumper sticker, I'd say the pathway to deep inner clarity is stillness. Um, so I guess we all have to figure out our own way, perhaps, of how to let that emerge from within, because it is there. Okay, food for thought. Ciao.